Have you ever looked up at the stars and wondered if your world and everything in it is merely the result of four pasty weirdos who may not even be wearing pants, sitting at their computers talking to each other? What if the moment these dorks grow bored of imagining your world, they can just ball it up and throw it away? Well, welcome to Disposable Worlds. Disposable Worlds, the show where we sneak into your house and steal your ideas out of their crib and exchange them with our own shitty ideas and leave them for you to deal with while we raise your ideas. <laughs> As our own. So we know As that our, our ideas are terrible. We just... Wait, are we, are, we, are we like raising these ideas for good? Like are these our, our forever ideas? Or are we selling them at a profit? Until college. I mean... We, it's kind of like a changeling sort of a situation. We have shitty babies that cry and are <laughs> and suck. And we want those good, sweet human babies that are so sweet. <laughs> I'm not sure this really works conceptually for what we do, though. Because is, mm-hmm. isn't the idea to improve ideas? Well, yeah, but then they, they learn our changeling ways. And they learn our magics. Oh, okay. They still have the, they still have the guile and, and charisma of a human being. Mm. And, the, and, the rosy, <laughs> and the rosy cheeks of a human. <laughs> Okay, so we got these human ideas, these human idea babies. Yeah, which are right. it's the best of both worlds. You know, this this isn't the weirdest one we've done yet, so I'm 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 down. I dig it. Uh, my name is Ryan. I am the one who I don't know. I guess I probably am the one that disciplines the the, the children, <laughs> keeps them in line, and then I show them the dark magic. Um, my name is Cody. I'm the one who creates the changeling babies. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask how. Uh, <laughs> is that a, is just, that a solo job? Or that's all I was Steven? interested in asking. I have my methods. I'm Steven, and I think I build the cribs. That's that's all I'm good wait, for. Wait, why? We steal them. Wait, for the new babies that we Yeah, you, bring... the, the babies got to have, they got to have something to live in. You know, somebody's got to take care of themselves. You know, I got to say, Steven, raising raising a bunch of, of human babies. That's a lot of uh, work. That's a lot of work, and all you do is build the fucking cribs. <laughs> hey, here I am. Here I am making the facsimile babies. Have you, have you tried <laughs> Ryan's disappointing how many, them? How many facsimile babies you build, you make? I have to make their cribs. You know. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Are you ever gonna let your kids listen to this show, Ryan? <laughs> it's, it's mandatory. <laughs> you hear that? This is what we're gonna do to you. You're gonna be the you're the facsimile baby that I'm gonna trade for a real baby. You're the bad one. <laughs> You're the faulty baby. Well, they don't know whether or not they are the yeah the ones that I've stolen already. I mean, they could be the ones that I've already taken, or they could just be the ones that I'm ripening up to swap out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm taking them to the Walmart. I didn't even buy them there, and I'm still going to return them. All right, so let's hop into the mix here and see what the ideas on the table are. Let's see what's in the crib. Let's spread out these babies. <laughs> see what, what birth was here. All right, Tosser's Delight says, a post-truth society. Um, I kind of feel like we're, we're there already on this one. I mean, like, you can just say whatever the fuck you want to, and 
the more money you have, the less likely anybody's going to call you out on it. That's a good point. Yeah, this this one's really just too close to our reality, which I know I feel like we say a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but our reality's kind of gone down the drain since starting this show. Yeah. Oh my god. Maybe, Holy us? shit. Maybe we, What's the common denominator? We might be the ones that's ruining society. Was it know? us? Are we just putting a lot of bad ideas out into the ether that are just... I mean, we have becoming... been stealing all the good ideas and putting them mm, into our cribs. In this, in this podcast. <laughs> they can't exist in the wild anymore to do good. They're... We've been earning Earth a lot of like planetary bad karma. Is that what it is? Yeah. This is... Um, I don't know. We might have to spend the next week thinking about this. If there's something that we can give back. Maybe we need to put some ideas back out there for everyone that we take so that our... <laughs> Our changeling system isn't just overdrawing the idea account of humanity. I don't know. How else could we interpret it post-truth society, though? Mm, is nothing true anymore? Maybe that's just what it is. Maybe absolutely, maybe there is no truth. So you have to sort of get by just, you know, working around truth as a concept. So science doesn't work anymore. Anything that you, no more. Anything that you try and research to prove to be true... It's done. Automatically, it's gone. It's not true. Was the question okay? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's not it. Maybe it's through a a, a totally human lens because that's how we view most of our world is through other people telling us what is true or not. So, what if it's just like all of science is correct, but all the scientists are fucking lying pieces (laughs) of shit? (laughs) You mean like how it is now? I mean, Uh, around Earth, seriously. Global warming. Come on. (laughs) Flat Earth. Hashtag Flat Earth. Um, look it up. Do your own research. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could have a yeah, you could have a society that just like is blatantly lying to the the population. My concern is maybe this is just me, but if you know everyone is lying or a good portion of the society is lying, like the question you have to ask yourself is: Are you going to lie or are you going to tell the truth? And if you do tell the truth, is anyone going to believe you? Maybe it's like a like a that game bullshit where you can call like so everybody's lying to everybody. Everybody just has to get really good at calling bluffs. Yeah, but yeah, there's a, there's enough truth that's being spread out there. But like you're trying to slip in your bullshit and you can call people on it, but if you are wrong, if you're wrong about calling them on it, then you have to go to jail. <laughs> so you got to be really careful. Oh, I see. So everyone has like a button that they can press yeah you can that, be like, or like a blowhorn everyone's got a blowhorn yeah. they can blow okay. when they want to call someone out i like that but this is a post-truth society so i feel like the blowhorn should be if someone says something that's true you blow the horn on them and they get arrested <laughs> oh yeah so it's opposite <laughs> fuck you you told the truth out of here <laughs> if you accidentally slip and tell the truth uh-huh. hey pal what time is it and they tell you the actual time you blow them fucking blow horns. <laughs> Everybody's got their their horns that summons the nearest police officer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that goes on lockdown because because nobody else can know about that. It can't be like televised because if you call somebody and it becomes like a, a like a public spectacle, then everybody knows that thing was true or it wasn't. Yeah. So it like has to go on lockdown. Like a SWAT team comes like locks down the they gotta, situation. They gotta isolate that individual. We can't yeah, have truth in this society. Yeah. But uh, though it's so much worse than all of that though cuz like to what degree are you not supposed to tell the truth? Cuz if say hypothetically, let's play out this scenario. 
you blow horn someone in the face because they told you the, <laughs> the correct time. Uh, Officer Daniel shows up and it's just like, he's just like, what's the problem here? You tell him? Do you fucking tell him? And you're like, are you, hey, are, hey, officer, are you going to arrest this guy? Does he tell you? Are you oh, a cop? God. Do you know? Is he lying? What is the problem with post-truth? Yeah. yeah, if you tell the truth to the cop, you're going to jail. You have to, you have to lie, but slightly, you know? You have to still make him a criminal. But you have to lie about what he did. Maybe cops, just like in our society, can kind of bend the rules a bit, break the law, mm. like tell the truth. <laughs> truth sayers, yeah. as they call them. Yes, I'm a cop. Wink. Are they only ones? There are they the only ones that are immune to to this rule? So like they're trying to figure out what's yeah. true and what's not. Show so me your can... badge of truth, <laughs> so that they can throw away all the true stuff. Lock up anybody telling it's the like truth. It's like a license to kill, but it's a license to speak the truth. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I oh. guess. <laughs> In a fucking terrible society, yeah. All right, Starbeard Boy says, Every night we mutate in response to what we experienced the day before. I kind of like that. Um, so, like what? So... Like, if you get kicked in the balls, then, like, you wake up with, like, a real hard scrotum. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what he had in mind. <laughs> why, did, why don't you just cut to the chase and just say, like, all everyone's got a hard scrotum? Uh, it could be maybe that's how everyone's telling lies, man. You know, you're just, you're just, you've mutated, you've evolved, you've adapted. You only can tell lies now because that's, it's, it's fucking encoded into your GNA. Your GNA. Well, it's encoded in my Guns and Roses. (laughs) DNA would be the truth. (laughs) Gotta be your DNA. Uh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Everybody would mutate an awesome poker face for sure. That's true. Or I I would be much better at lying. People, people know when I'm lying. I'm a terrible liar. Oh, if I were genetically predisposed to lie, I'd be very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> if I mutated into a, a, a lying, like the lying version of the human creature, I'd be excellent at it. I, I hope so. Although I feel like that mutation wouldn't be too far off. Would you mutate just like a blank face? Just like a, a like a, just a <laughs> mouth and like nose, nose holes and no eyebrows? Just, just a lie telling mouth. <laughs> just a, just a big fat lie telling mouth. A mouth that can only tell lies. How many people do you think like they want to tell the truth, but they're it's just encoded into their genes and they can't? Because <laughs> it's the only way to survive in this society. The, yeah. the mutation takes over. They don't even know it's true anymore. If this keeps happening, if this keeps happening, they're going to continue to evolve, though. Does it compound? Like hearing more and more lies makes you more and more of a liar, you think? An enhanced liar. I was just thinking for the past five minutes, I've been completely ignoring you guys. I've been thinking about how great this would be for seasons. Because, like, think about think about the wonderful transition. Like, the first day of winter, right? It's fucking cold and you hate it. Second day of winter, man, that's not so bad, right? Third day of winter, I fucking Because you got, got a big, this. bushy beard body. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm on this. I am warm. I am ready. I've been cold for the past three days, and I am not ready to take it anymore. Hmm. Or I'm not going to take it anymore. What if, okay, so let's say hypothetically you manage to strike like the perfect equilibrium in your mutated form and you are like, you are satisfied yeah. with your perfect physique, your body, your mind, everything is flawless. So you're just working your way through life, cautiously avoiding anything that might hit you, uh, like yeah, a punch. hit you, be the catalyst for some sort of night mutation, like <laughs> spilling soup on your crotch or something <laughs> like that. God forbid. Or like... 
like having your eyes uh like respond to an allergic reaction so they have to close up and then you have to for whatever reason open a third eye in your forehead so you can keep seeing like that would mess oh, up oh man imagine my like, whole jam you know imagine meeting someone and falling in love and spending the night with them and you wake up in the morning and they're a completely different person <laughs> exactly. Fuck. oh god <laughs> that's the concern that's the problem like what caused that mutation oh, i don't my know god who are you? And but hold on, what if the next night when you go to sleep because you still have those feelings for them, you mutate to where you just don't care? Yeah, <laughs> you mutate in response. But like that's fine. Ugly is fine. Then, as most of my relationships go, she mutates and no longer cares about you, and it's all just kind of like whatever. All right. Well, it's a post <laughs> post truth society, so how would you even know in the first place? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not I'm not feeling it, Stephen. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Good. Sounds great. Neither am I. I don't. I know. I no longer know what that means. <laughs> I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> or maybe, like, maybe you mutate. Like, what are the limits of the mutations, though? Like, would you, would you could you mutate to become like a goddamn precog at some point? You know what I deal with on a daily basis? Not reading the future, not being able to tell what's going to happen. It's always getting me down. If you miss the bus, do you get to like? evolve like bat wings so you can just like fly to work yeah how how minor a thing will affect you yeah what yeah. will throw you off or do you just mutate to wake up a little bit earlier i wonder is it is it any inconvenience is it like whatever in the day that <laughs> at the end of the day you're still thinking about right yeah it's like man i stubbed my toe earlier i was real mad about that i guess it sort of depends on like what maybe your body or mind's goal is insofar as like uh how you live your life you know what i mean because if, if you eat something that's like super delicious and it brings you joy what if your body's like well that's going a little bit far into the the good column we need to balance things back oh, man. out you're speaking my language that's like all food that isn't chicken <laughs> yeah we need to cause something that makes you not eat that we need to make you <laughs> stop that for like the rest of your life okay. so what if it's just what if it's just striking that balance what is just it's like keeping you like n- neither too fucking miserable nor too happy well if it's if it's like evolution is usually around like whatever helps you survive or whatever like is passed on but if you're evolving on a daily basis instead of just like you know sending your genes on to the next generation then like if you work at a computer all day like the next day you're going to be a little bit better working that computer because that's what's getting you a paycheck that's what's getting you that paycheck and that money and all that chicken yeah but if if you're working at a computer all day maybe you wake up without legs yeah you don't need them anymore it's not helping <laughs> you don't need the, I, the question is does this happen at like the stroke of midnight or like now, when does this happen during the night because i wonder if like yes, yes as soon as you fall asleep it, it starts it's like a okay maybe but what if you're at a hospital and you get sh- I mean, you got shot that night and the docs are just like we just got to keep him keep him alive till midnight and then he'll evolve <laughs> some evolve post past the bullet now i think that every time you fall asleep you like you enter into like a chrysalis like a like a yeah like a, a, a butterfly yeah, like you just turn into a goopy mess. Like your bed is just this dried husk of. Well, this is seriously gonna like mess up my dating life. I think. Oh, it would for everybody. Yeah, like if you get used to probably, it. Probably. Oh man, like yeah, if you sleep, if you fall asleep with the same person that you just had. What you if know, you guys get accidentally mutate together? Yeah, you would um... like your your cocoons would just like merge together. You turn into like a human paste that eventually pops out the next morning into like some sort of awful Siamese oh. monster. 
that that could be how we reach the post post truth society. We're all just one big human thing. We all just we we all just became one big human thing, and we're beyond truth because we already know everything. The ocean of humanity. Yeah, exactly. We're the LCL. You've seen Evangelion, right? Oh yeah, not in a long time. <laughs> but yeah, we're the orange blood yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty Gross. much like the thing from Deep Space Nine. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a sentient sentient fluid that can shape shift. So yeah, it could be that like humans just keep getting pared down because they keep. They're going to bang. That's just going to happen. Can't stop like, regardless of how weird we get when we mutate, it's going to keep going. Can't stop the bone down. Can't stop it. Can't stop it. Unless you mutate to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> what if just like... Now, bear with me on this one. Uh, what if you are with... You can't really control your mutation. So what if it's just kind of like a be careful what you wish for type of situation to where let's say hypothetically you are dating a very tall woman and you're thinking this mutation will allow me to grow taller to make all of our things align but instead of that it just sort of repositions things into alignment (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mm. so what if things can just like change like that just to make things slightly simpler for you the next day, even if it like looks really goofy and kind of sucks. Yeah. What if, I mean, what if it's primary concern isn't about looking good? I mean, humans, do you think that like a, a priority of human evolution was for us to look good? Well, actually that makes sense. <laughs> that actually was. That is, that's kind of how we boned. <laughs> that's, that's a huge part of survival. I forgot that looking good is a part of survival. Yeah. Looking, looking good. <laughs> I can't wait to tell someone that like, Evolutionarily speaking, they are not fit. For, <laughs> because, for but, but is is looking good uh, a a quality of being evolutionarily well put together, or is look looking good an actual evolutionary trait? So it's like to to other creatures, we look like a sloppy bag of shit or whatever. But to other people, we look good because, like. Our genes are on point, right? Like they're 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 put together in a way that helps us make, use computers really well, or like run to catch the bus really well. <laughs> that, that boy right there, he has computer yeah. face. That that dude could catch the bus. He's gonna bear my children. <laughs> well, the reason why I was asking that is because I was wondering if it's like like an acquired taste, like a fine wine or. Some whiskey or something, you know. The first time you try it, you don't enjoy it, and it's, it's you got to acquire the taste. What if that's what humans are? Because society definitely helps to set the standards for what we find attractive. Uh, so it could be just like in a vacuum, uh, we might find something completely different attractive. But because we were raised here and what, everything that goes into our, our how we were reared um determines what we find attractive so that's why i was i was challenging like what if it didn't really matter all that much what we look like it's just like you can come to appreciate that eventually Mm -hmm. you know just like when you come to get to know a person and they're pretty cool you can find them more appealing even if they are well i think eventually (laughs) i think eventually yeah no i think that it would be anything goes as far as attraction and like what looks good like because it's kind of like um I don't know, kind of like Legos or whatever. Like you got the <laughs> you got the one Lego set where it's like here we go, the guy with the with the laser arm and the buzzsaw hand or whatever. It's like that's pretty cool because, like, I'm down with that. Like that's 
That's the kind of stuff I, I want wanna, in my life. I want a night meld with that. Yeah, dude. like I want the guy that can flamethrower his enemies and cut through cars and stuff. But other people might be like, oh, no, I like the I like the guy with the big brain in the jar because he looks like he'd be really smart. And, you know, the tentacles and stuff like that because, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> you'd be able to you know, be able to do so much if you had eight tentacle arms. And, yeah, it'll just be like a, a matter of taste. Some people like Some people like this. Some people like that. Some people like the bat wings and the blood drinking fangs. Oh my god. Man. Oh my god. This is gonna be a gold mine for BDSM people. <laughs> they're gonna just like they're gonna just like do the craziest shit to try to force an evolution. To force <laughs> a fucking mutation. Uh, <laughs> to get them. Oh wow. That's great. I just you if know you're what? the gimp in that situation. Exactly. He's gonna I, what's what's that gonna what's gonna happen there? I don't know what's gonna happen. A permanent ball gag? What's what's this? <laughs> Or some some like some alternate form of breathing, like some weird above water gills or something. Yeah. Um, hooks, you know. know, natural hooks, just like places where you can more more places to squeeze yeah. and suffocate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if three necks to choke. Extra, extra pressure points. So this next idea might tie in a little bit. The better the better we get to know someone or something, the tastier they become. <laughs> How it starts with someone. Someone so I wonder if that's it. Do you think that's actually like physically, literally, they actually mutate to become more delicious? The like being around you, it might forces be. them to mutate. Is that how? Okay, so procreation almost seems like it's probably off the table at this point because, like, normal procreation, right? Because it's like we, we're just budding at this point. Yeah, I'm if you blood- want a kid and you, and you feel bad about that, you mutate to where that's just something that happens. No, I'm just night. I'm just saying this is probably how you get to become a desirable mate is that like when somebody consumes you, that's how (laughs) you get your DNA transferred to them. Cause like honestly, after a generation or two of like people evolving every single night, there's no more, there's no more more variation. Yeah. There's no, there's no more regular. True. There's, there's a handful of handful of human puddles that all exist and and are constantly. And there's maybe one or two guys with a dick and like, Oh, you know, like five or six people with like vaginas. It's like, how are you going to procreate at that point? You, you know, I'm just trying to think about this through the lens of the post-truth society. Because you live in a world where you are just surrounded by lies constantly. And you are trying to dip your toe into the dating world. And you know what? The, if you're not dealing with people who are lying to you constantly, you're going to get eaten. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real metaphor for our own persistent there's a there's a sweet spot somewhere in the middle where there's just like a sweet dude or girl who doesn't want to eat you and (laughs) at least sometimes tells you how they feel honestly that's you know on a first day i always start with do you do you have any intention to eat me whole because well the thing is the thing is that's the first date you just met this person and they might meet you and they might like get a whiff of whatever you're spewing Mm -hmm. over there and they just be like you know what i'll pass but then a couple months down the line when they get to know you they're like I can't. I, every time I near him, my mouth is salivating. I, just, I can't control I, I myself. I feel like I gotta take a big old bite. You know. What you gotta do? What you gotta do is you have to be a closed book. It's the more you get to know a person, so you mm. just have to build those walls. It for the sake of your relationship. Communication is the last thing you want in a, in a relationship. A healthy. <laughs> you relationship. don't want to tell anyone about anything. Also, though, it says something as well. So, like, there's a, a further know. level of obfuscation of, like, science and stuff. Because, like, if you're a scientist and you are studying mollusks or, like, sea life or whatever, the more you get to know them, the more you know about them, the more you want to consume them 
bottles. This is, that's true. This is really so on menus on a menu at a restaurant. There's going to be a whole story about <laughs> what you're about to, to yeah. eat. It's going to really go into the entire life cycle of that creature. Mm-hmm. It, it's probably going to be like a pretty well-paying job just to like watch a mollusk grow. Yeah. And record what's going on. I just can't stop thinking about how unfortunate this is for me because I know a lot about electronics and, like, circuit chips. Oh, man. And I imagine that's not going to be good for me, but I'm going to get down on it, you know? You're going to have to. It tastes really good. Munch down on those delicious, delicious chips and make that sacrifice. I'm just thinking about Jane Goodall. Oh, man. She's out there just (laughs) eating chips (laughs) left and right. Man. Oh, man. It's just I know why barbaric. she chose to stay out there. And she's evolving every day to get better at eating she chimpanzees. Get better at eating chimpanzees. <laughs> oh, man. I want this alternate reality where Jane Goodall is just a chimp the, eater. The ultimate chimpanzee eating scientist. She's she's out there oh, she loves catching it. them herself with her bare hands. Oh, oh, can you imagine God. the horror, though, the first time that she consumes a chimp? Because, like, she's out there the studying them. Her she, the she loves chimps, and she's out there learning all she can. But every day, they just look a little bit more tasty. Until one day, she's out there sharing a mango or something with a chimp. And she gets a little bit of chimp saliva on that mm. mango she's sharing, and it's the mm. tastiest thing. And she just wants to eat that chimp. And all she can think about is eating chimps. And then finally, one day, she breaks down. She eats a whole fucking chip. <laughs> if, if this were this... if this were a trailer for the movie, there would be like a smash cut from her like really fighting off that first temptation, and then like six months later, Jane Goodall leaping from a tree to like grab a chimp and like tearing its arms out of its sockets. And just, like, I, I love you, Bongo. I love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Just drinking it like a freaking Capri Sun. You know, I'm only doing this because I love you. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, my God. Um, that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, jingle. <laughs> it goes down uh. smooth. Oh wow! Yeah, that must be rough. I know it must be tough. This it makes sense why we live in a post-truth society because yeah. no one's trying, no one's letting anyone get to know you, them. You, you can't, can't even know your kids. You don't want to know what your kids are doing. Oh, that's true. You can't love your darlings. Your your, you your child is bored, and the dog's like, "Okay, you're it, it's a beautiful baby." No, don't fucking tell me, dog. <laughs> no, tell me. I don't want to know. I'm gonna put it in the bedroom and just leave it. There. I want to know nothing about. I'm this. just gonna throw food under the door. And it's going to evolve every day to survive without me. <laughs> God, that's so true. <laughs> that's a good point. Oh my God, the military is definitely going to take advantage of that. They're going to like they're going to bane people. Yeah, and that's mm. a pretty deep reference. But what how bane how bane became bane is because as a boy he was born in a prison. As a boy, they they just were just like, well, we don't want to raise this baby, so let's put him in a cell and just forget about him for twenty years. And they did that. Uh, but they made one mistake. They put him in a cell that filled up with ocean water every night, and sharks could come in. So that baby boy survived by eating killing sharks. and eating sharks yeah, every night, and then eventually became Bane. And that's just what they're going to do with babies to build super soldiers. The problem is mm-hmm. that this isn't even inhumane anymore because the babies mutate in response to what they experienced. Like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. They're and they're not technically human. If you mutate, you're not human. By anymore. definition, they will survive. Like. In, 
do people die in this world, I guess is the question I'm getting to. Or do you just always mutate in response? No, they eventually are consumed. <laughs> they eventually are consumed by people that find out too much about them. By the mass. What it is, is just one giant pool of a human or of a former human that has absorbed all other subhuman entities. And it knows all and is all and lives forever. And this is God. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> this is the final work of God. Yeah. Uh, my question about the so the more you get to know something, the tastier it gets. I wonder, is there a limit to how tasty it can get? D- yeah, to how tasty it can get. And you have to. Yeah, how paranoid do you think you'd be? Like with my girlfriend, there are times where I'm just like, "What are you thinking about?" Or tell me what makes you happy. Or tell me about a, a fond memory you've had. And if I were her, I'd be like, What's he, "What are you getting at? Is he trying to like season me? <laughs> is he trying to season me? He's trying to <laughs> trying to trying to spice this this baby up." Mm, I see what you're doing. I know you. You don't actually care when my birthday is. But hold on. Do you, is it just based off perception? Like, do you just have to perceive that you're getting to know them better? Or do you actually have, does it have to be stone cold fucking facts? Mm. Like if you ask your girlfriend a question to get to know her better so that she tastes oh, better for when you eat her. Then she lies because it's a then she lies. society. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, then that's how you know mm-hmm. that you've been tricked. Is that when the first time her? you take a bite, yeah, and she just doesn't taste very good at all. You, you know. lying bitch. <laughs> <laughs> take your finger back. I don't even want to eat it anymore. But you could make any meal taste really good just by putting it in a glass box or freeze drying it or something like that. And then just like spending a week taking it out, making notes about it, looking at it, sketching it, researching where its ingredients came from. And then after a week, rip that bad boy open, and that would be the tastiest lasagna you've ever had. <laughs> Even though it's been refrigerated for a whole week, yeah, it'd flash be frozen, frozen, frozen and then recooked. Doesn't matter. That's not. That's not what matters. I'm sure people would just like uh, master getting to know things very quickly. Well, I'm curious about things, and also chefs would read you stories. Chefs would you read you stories. <laughs> I'm curious about things like my bed and my pants. I've gotten you know, to know my bed very I've well. I've gotten to know my bed very well. We've spent a lot of time together. Would I, how tasty is my bed and will I have to eat it at some point? So Hold tasty. on. You know how, you know how people go on like quests of self-discovery? Oh man. Yeah. They come back and they have to wear like a muzzle. That's what, that's, that's the ultimate expression of a post-truth society though, is when you can't even be real with yourself because you will, yeah. you will consume yourself in a fit in a fit of cannibalism. If I get to know myself any better, I will eat me. This actually is all lining up pretty well. Because I like to think that I'm a pretty honest person overall. Like, I, I feel like there's, I don't really have a lot of reason to lie. But if the stakes are high enough, mm-hmm. like, I'll be eaten You'll be if eaten. I don't. You'll be eaten <laughs> yeah, by the I'll... people around you because they'll get to know you. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So, you know, the government's got a lot of information on us. We're probably really tasty to the FBI. The government probably finds us very delicious. Imagine being like a cop on a case and just learning everything about like a suspect. That hunger will just continue to grow every day as you pursue your case. Every little bit of information, like PIs and stuff. Imagine following people around. They just get a little bit tasty. You can just watch it. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even want you to pay me for the job. Just let me eat. Let me eat. Just let me eat your children. Come on. <laughs> I know. I know that your ex-husband stole them, but like, I'll only, I'll only eat half, and they will evolve overnight to survive, and you'll still come have. Back. They'll come back stronger. Baby. I promise. 
You know what the ultimate evolution is in this world, though? Is to just evolve a Siamese twin on, like, a tendril, like on a rope that you can just toss out there. <laughs> that just lies Whoa. about everything. You have a Siamese twin that just babbles nonsense, nonstop. What they just challenge, they just challenge everything you say. <laughs> is this, do you, like, keep this person in your pocket? Like, what's the deal here? Like, I don't know. See, I, like, feel like there's yeah. a, I feel like there's a better evolution there, like... If if you're concerned about being eaten, you just evolve something that like makes your meat rancid or whatever. Makes people sick. But the thing is, if you do have rancid tasting meat, I got some rancid like, meat. If someone gets to know you, like it doesn't even matter, right? No, it's gonna taste great. Yeah, those, those it's gonna taste great taste. regardless. It might oh. kill. It might kill them, but you're still gonna taste great. Yeah, this one, you know, it only works in one direction. There needs to be a way to become less tasty. You know what? What if? Society at large isn't aware of this, but there is a fringe section of society who knows for goddamn sure if they get to know their grandma very well, <laughs> she's going to be delicious. Oh man! What about what is it? Do you think it's only humans, or do you think it's like predators as well? Mm. So it's like, uh, like a lion doesn't just stalk its play. It for it it. Follows it for weeks. It, it learns its habits. Reads it bedtime it stories. <laughs> special places until it finally decides to pounce. It earns its the, its praise, trust. Yeah. Learns what its favorite color is. The important things. The question is, if you are a predator and you're hunting a prey, what if in getting to know your prey, you fall madly in love? Not even not in a sexual way, but just... As a person, you can't you can't get enough of them. You think they're incredible, and you can't stand to lose them, to be, to you know, to kill them, to eat them. What do you do? Do you just starve? You just cage them up and eat only a part of them every day, <laughs> so they can recover. <laughs> That's going to affect your relationship. I'm doing this because I, I love oh, yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it would be true too. <laughs> They'll evolve to like. Uh, Evolve, like, to grow their limbs back? Yeah, oh like, my god! They have lots of limbs. They'll evolve to grow their limbs back. Yeah. Yeah. But shit, okay, would they, you really could just would they evolve to also break out of their captivity? Oh, absolutely. Like, That's why well, then, if, then it becomes a game of cat and oh, mouse. Yeah. Is being is being captive even that big of a deal? Like I can imagine a very healthy relationship uh, involving two very in love people who lie to each other mm-hmm. constantly and eat. Bits and pieces of each other yeah. that grow back every night. They just evolve big meat bananas that hang off of their body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To satisfy the ones they love. Yeah. <laughs> just big tasty portions. Like, what's for dinner tonight? It's me, again. Oh, this is like this is like a really deep uh, allegory for modern family situations. <laughs> God. I feel like you're slowly eating me, but it's okay because I grow it back. This is like a this is a very Kafka esque. I was uh, I was okay William with Burroughs. this until Ryan said meat banana, and I have lost it. I have absolutely. Yeah, what if it is? What I if cannot. it is just like? What if it is just like meat fruit? So it's oh, not even that you have to cut God. it off or anything. It's just like just pluck you it. peel it. Every morning. <laughs> And eventually, like, yeah, eventually you have to harvest them. Like, you have to, like, keep pulling them off. Your 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 wife's just got a big apple on the side of her face that you pull <laughs> off and eat for the breakfast. You know what? I honestly feel like this world, God. divorce probably isn't a problem. No, no one gets divorced. 
Because <laughs> if you, because especially if there's no way, like you said, for them to become less tasty. If your wife is the tastiest thing you've ever, yeah, eaten, it doesn't matter how. Why much, would you ever leave? It doesn't her? matter how much you hate them; they are delicious. Yeah, you yeah. know them inside and out. Because you used to love them a lot, and you know them so God. well, and, and like, oh, but what if you get to a point in your relationship where it's just like, I just don't know who you are anymore. <laughs> well, you would oh, know man. that by the flavor. That's yeah, true. This is that's true. This is deep. This is good. Baby, this has gone sour. Oh, boy. We still have another we, we still have another idea here. There's yeah. there's one idea left. Chef Robert Irvine says, "We are living in a literal disposable world, all caps, where everything you use, cars, clothes, houses, cups, jackhammers, etc., only lasts for 24 hours, then it disintegrates." Wow, we've come full circle. Even the whole planet? Yeah, if it disintegrates, mm. does it go away? Like, is it gone, gone? Or yeah. is matter, you know, the the laws of physics maintained and matter isn't destroyed, it's just, like, transported somewhere? Yeah, I would imagine it's got to adhere to the laws of physics. Everything just kind of falls apart and, like, turns into its constituent atoms or something like that, or maybe, like, a just a jelly or something. Because then hopefully we can, you know, recycle this stuff, and then it's not too bad. But every, everything is just gone, then, like, sorry, planet. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Humanity, we had a good run. We were really evolving there for a second, but we can't get past this one. So is it just things that people make? Dude, I mean... Um, everything it, you use. Anything that you use, that means you can't have anything, though. So it's like... Yeah, it says like you it says, use, you would use a leaf to wipe your hiney. You, you know when you when you go potty in the in the wilderness, you would use a tree to scratch your back when you have an itch that you can't reach. But are you? Do you also use your hands? <laughs> <laughs> you use your mouth to eat. You use other people for cons and stuff. Well, I think I think the spirit of this is any utensil, and it sounds like everything that's listed here is something that's been manufactured or made or whatever. Mm. Well, that, that was my question. Yeah. It has to be man-made. I agree. I just wanted to play with the joke for a minute. This does lead to a serious problem, though, where it's like, yeah, I've got a... Oh, j- yeah, I've, what's the problem, I've right? I've got a jackhammer. <laughs> I don't see a problem. I've got a jackhammer, and I used it, and it fell apart, right? But mm-hmm. also, where did that jackhammer come from? It came from, Yeah, like, I was about to say, the thing that makes the jackhammer, yeah, the, the thing factory. That, yeah, the factory yeah. itself, like, falls apart after 24 hours. So it's like, you can't you can't have shit. You can't make nothing. Well, the, the, first, the first human who builds a wheel is just like, hey, look what I made. And like, what? I just see a pile of dust. Well, that's, you gotta build, you gotta build the factory <laughs> that builds factories, and hopefully it can do it in less than 24 hours. But then you've got so you you've print a be able ton to, of factories, and then but you have you to know. build a factory that can build factories within 24 hours to begin yeah. with, so that it can churn out a bunch of other factories. It's just that's that's Herculean. Exactly. Hold on, hold on. What if in this world you change the length of a day? <laughs> The planet would evolve to have longer days. And the length of an hour. Okay, there we go. All right. <laughs> so that this shit can last longer. This is a different planet. We can only assume the hours aren't the it's same. It's a disposable world with longer hours. It's Because our world is a disposable world. Jackhammers aren't going to last forever. Let's just say however long they last is one hour. A million five thousand years. Is the equivalent of one hour on this planet. Yes. So there's oh, all the time. So the that would also mean that every night when they evolve, it's been a long fucking time. <laughs> it's been literally millions of years. Yes. It's only happened a couple times. Quite frankly, it's 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 about time they evolved. Yeah. They've been stagnant I, for a while. I, I actually, now. quite behind the schedule. Been standing still for a long time, humanity. 
But they apparently live for millions of years each. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I like your reasoning on this one. Uh, you never know. Um, you never know. Uh, Fuck this idea. I'm so confused now. <laughs> this idea, they're just making fun of the name of our show. I don't like this person. <laughs> Chef Robert Irvine. I want to get to know you so I can eat you, Chef <laughs> Well, your wife cage wouldn't last uh, as long as you'd Sorry, like what? it to have anymore. Like you're, the cage that you use to chain up your wife that you eat parts of. You off don't of. have to chain her up. You both are sharing meat fruit with each other. It's well, totally mutual. Well, eventually, to begin with, like you. Get no, it. to begin with, you're just you're like to begin with. They're not the tastiest thing you've ever had. Maybe your mom is. I don't know. Mm. And your mom. Okay, to begin with, they're not the tastiest, tastiest thing you've ever had. Someone else's or something else's that you know very well. Um, so you're just in love with them or whatever. You develop a relationship like normal, and then eventually you just happen to catch a, a, a lick. <laughs> yeah, one day you look over and they've got this delicious-looking meat apple on the side of their neck. And you're like, well, where'd that come from? Well, don't mind if I do. My goodness. Looks just like a big old brisket right there on your shoulder. <laughs> a therapist must have a lot of self control. You um, probably have to do it behind yeah. a cage. It would be like a, it would be like a hyper confessional booth, where it's like reinforced. Somebody comes in to one side, and then there's like a steel reinforced cage between you two. They do their 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 therapy work. Meanwhile, the psychiatrist is just like trying to rip through the cage to eat <laughs> <to> them. <laughs> Chomping at the bits, writing down every writing down every word you say so that they can oh, get to know you that much more. <laughs> like, this has been a good session, but when I find you out on the streets, I want to fucking eat you. You made a lot of progress today. I'm going to destroy you and eat your heart. See you next week. See, See you next week. week. <laughs> Better pray I don't find you. Same time next week. The thing is, like, you would have to... Make sure that therapist lives very far away because if they have a regular client base, oh, like no. you go close to town. where they live, they could probably if you if you are that tasty to them, they could probably track you by scent alone. I'm I'm traveling at least three hours to see my therapist. Oh man, yeah. And you go down to the freaking the carnival, the the state fair, the state. I smell Tony. I smell. The, I know that smell. That's Tony. He's here. He's here. <laughs> Fuck this funnel like, cake. I'm eating Tony. Tony, first off, you're not supposed to be at the carnival. Yeah. You know that reminds you of your father. Second off, I'm going to fucking eat well, you. Well, at some point, the government just bans therapists from public places. You know? There's just like a no therapist sign. Really, it would take care of itself in a post-truth society. <laughs> That's true. Tell me about your father. Oh, I'll tell you everything. I, never, I never had a father. My father was 20 <laughs> feet tall and made entirely of marble. <laughs> Interesting. That sounds an awful lot like a statue. That sounds like a lie that Tony would tell. I know you too well, Tony. Mm, Tony. I guess through someone's lies, you would get to know like how they lie. So you, you, there would always be ways to get to know a person. Yeah. Like for instance, dissecting them. <laughs> for instance, eating them whole. <laughs> That's true. The more you eat them, the more you get to know, <laughs> you them. know them. By the end of it, you're having a tasty oh, dish. Man. Yeah. You're so sad when it's over. I just wish there was more. But you would have to you would have to live a pretty like random lifestyle though. Cuz if someone happens to come across your day planner, 
Mm. And it's just like, Oof. it's the same consistent thing every day. They're like, well, I know everything about this I person. I know exactly who this I person know. is. They're going to be delicious when I find them. Yeah. And also, like, they say that the stuff that you keep in your, like, apartment or whatever, like, is a good way of sort of telling a lot about the person. It just has to be a, just the most eclectic collection of bullshit that you don't <laughs> care about or whatever. Hey, what's that? Where'd you get that from? I don't know. Just just showed up there one day. I'm not sure. Found it on the street. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I may be really sentimentally attached to it. I may not. Who knows? Yeah. Don't ask <laughs> no me. No common theme. That Actually, the new Ikea is just like random bullshit. You just go and buy boxes of stuff. You don't even know what's inside of it. It's yeah. It's just like a lottery system. You're just like, <laughs> just what can I get? What can I get for a thousand dollars? And they just randomly give you stuff. It's like okay, got three couches. Perfect. <laughs> three couches. <laughs> every every bit of furniture I have in my place is a couch yep. right now. Hey, that's kind of how my house is actually. And they're like, oh, I think I'm getting to know Steven. I've, he likes couches. Steven's like, I nope. fucking hate couches. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I've got too many fucking couches. I'm so sick got of couches. A, got another couch. We got seven couches now. Tony, I notice you have a lot of anime body pillows. Uh, Jane Goodall, I noticed you have a lot of monkey bones. <laughs> Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall, that would be exactly what your psychiatrist is like, though, man. Just fucking hunting you in the wild. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, if, if Jane Goodall can't hold back her... Mm desire to eat wild apes then there's no way a psychiatrist is no one stands a chance if if jane goodall can't do it no one can no one no one stands a chance what if you really get to know like an idea so so okay if if you get to know a lot about horses but you don't know much about the specific horse you're trying to eat Mm. is it that much tastier you know what if you can trick the system like yeah. get to know yeah is that that kind of gets back to the thing is an idea horse an idea or is it a horse <laughs> you know i uh, think that's probably different sort of like taste bud reactions though where it's like if you know okay if so you it's know, like the back of your mouth yeah if you know generally a lot about horses that's sort of like the umami flavor that's the savory flavor but if you know the specifically about this one horse that's the sweet yeah. you know that's a lot about hoarseness so you want to have all of it. You want to have salt. You want to have salty, bitter, sweet, and savory all in the mm-hmm. same deal. So you want to know their methodology, their general like, you know, etymology. <laughs> you just want to know every single thing you can yeah. about them. You want to know where they came from. We want to know who their parents you were. You want a robust knowledge. Yeah. I bet in this world it's actually like super romantic to eat someone. You know. <laughs> Like when you when you just get to know them so well that you just can't contain yourself and you devour them. That's probably what every couple like hopes for. Yeah, it's just like we've been together five years, Jim, and you haven't even tried to taste me. <laughs> Clarissa has been married a year and a half, and she was devoured, <laughs> devoured bodily <laughs> in one sitting. She weighed 120 pounds. I don't even wake up. I don't even wake up to you salivating over me anymore, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> trying to hold back your urge to devour me. <laughs> to devour me. Listen, I've written up a whole book on me. Please. <laughs> I'm still curious about like complex ideas cuz do you still go to school and like learn math and science? <laughs> can 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 algebra get delicious? Yeah, exactly. And it, how do you eat how it? How would you eat? It would bring a new concept to like my dog ate my homework, but instead <laughs> it's like I ate my homework. <laughs> 
I fucking <laughs> it, it. I really I did such a good job on that homework, dude. You have to be so careful if you have a dog. You cannot let that dog get to know you like anything about yeah, you. That dog will eat you. Yeah, you got to surprise that dog with every fucking thing you do. You can't you can't give that dog an inch. You give that dog an inch, you give him a mile. That dog will eat you. <laughs> like I feel like I feel like dogs are already on the cusp of eating people. As oh yes, yeah. they already know us better than we know ourselves. So it's, yeah, this this world would be. You really got to keep your dog guessing. <laughs> fucking, you'd be real doomed place. Getting a dog, it's a it's like a race against time to get to know the dog better than that's it gets true. To know you. It's you have to you have to eat that dog. This is the only time I would condone eating a dog. Well, you just want you just want small bite sized dogs that you can take in a fight. And never, never get yourself outnumbered. That's true, but small dogs usually aren't that deep. If you mm. really want to get to know a dog, you yeah. get a big dog. You got to get a big, complex dog, you know? Yeah. Great Danes. A lot going on in the Great Danes' mind to get to know. Do you think that it's... Okay, so is there more flavor involved if you understand the thing entirely or if there's more to understand? So if I get a chihuahua and it's just a real piece of shit, idiot, dumb dog, but I know it. Like, there's not much to that dog, but I know every bit of that damn dog. Is that more or less tasty than like a real big like Labrador that's like a real got big a real deep thinking yeah, dog. Yeah, a real deep thinking dog <laughs> with big soulful eyes and you can really tell there's a lot going on behind its eyes there. Like is but that you just don't you just don't know it all. But yeah. you know so you know the same amount you know about the Chihuahua. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know as many if you could list them out on an on like a you know, itemized list. Which is more tasty? You know what? This is something I'd be willing to test. Get me a chihuahua, get me a lab, and I'll get to know them e- like equally, and then chow down. And I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um, All right. Conversation about eating dogs. We can check that off our podcast list. Yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been trying to find a way to fit that in somewhere. I'm glad we managed yeah, to get there. Yeah, I've been trying to squeeze eating dogs into this show somehow. <laughs> we did it. Bucket list. So I wonder if. Like we'd invent mind melding technology eventually, just to really, just to really put push the limits of getting to know a person and seeing how tasty just they are. Just to really fuck our days up. Or, or it could be something that, like, I I do love the idea of going to a fancy restaurant and them doing everything in their power to get you to know your meal before you eat it. <laughs> like in a chef, it's not just enough for a chef to prepare a meal to be delicious. Like that's probably even like he probably doesn't even have to do it. Mm-hmm. He could probably give you like a raw human foot. On a plate, <laughs> not even seasoned, and just just tell you enough about it, <laughs> and you're down the clown. So chefs are really just storytellers in this world. Yeah, chefs and bards. They sit down at your table with you, and they 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 are there throughout the whole meal with you, telling you every bit about it. Yeah, modern bards. <laughs> the chef. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Goodall's teaching the chimps sign language just so they can talk about themselves. <laughs> it hurts when you eat me, Jane. <laughs> oh, that's Tell good. That's good to know. <laughs> oh man, I was so sad to see you eat my daughter. Oh, this is good information. Jane's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Oh, but are humans the only ones evolving, or do the chimps evolve? I don't know, dude. Is I it... don't. Because if 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 chimps are faced with a threat like a hungry Jane Goodall, yeah, I'm sure they would evolve. You gotta evolve some defense mechanism. I mean, if anything would evolve as well, it would be the chimp, right? That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's good. that's probably where it started. The chimp started evolving overnight, and eventually they became us. Yeah. The chimps would evolve uh, a <laughs> a defense mechanism similar to how 
a squid when it's threatened like like squirts out like an ink cloud to get away chimps would just squirt out a cloud of other chimps <laughs> and just <laughs> but they're but those chimps would be chimps that jane goodall doesn't know that well i know it'd be super confusing though like the the, the good ch- the one chimp would be able to run off while jane goodall is just trying to wade through this, this but if she knows that chimp well enough she's going to be able to smell it she's going to be able to pick it out of a crowd <laughs> a crowd of chimps I want to pitch this movie. <laughs> Gordon, uh, this Jane Goodall thing is the most fucked up. <laughs> but the only problem with pitching this pitching this idea uh, is it's just like it's it's not that I don't think Hollywood can't do it. <laughs> it's just there's a lot going into this story. Like I think we can sell Jane Goodall eating chimps. It's like a, it's it's like <laughs> that's the easy part. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a horror movie, but the why is just isn't there. It's like you go into the Hollywood studios off the executive office and you're just like, Why is she eating those chimps? Well, cause she's gotten to know them and they're tastier that way. <laughs> and they don't know any better. They're not like the humans, so they don't lie. The chimps are very honest. <laughs> they never expected some rogue human to come into their pack and earn their trust and then just start devouring them all. (laughs) (laughs) What's the title of her book? Uh, Chimps are delicious. Oh man, imagine reading a cooking book in this world. Just all the hot tips on how to get to know a particular meal. Uh, uh, How to earn the trust of a tribe of chimpanzees. (laughs) Oh, what is the name of her book? She didn't do... It wasn't Gorillas in the Mist. That was... My Life Eating Chimpanzees. My Life Eating Chimps. <laughs> is there nothing sacred? Like... No. She never hurt anybody, except for that <laughs> tribe of chimps. Except for the tribe of chimps she consumed. <laughs> she would evolve into a perfect chimp hunting machine. She would be so good at it. <laughs> it would be like an evolutionary war. She would have to stay one step ahead of the chimps. Oh, man. Like, in her, in her mutations. Chimps would not stand a chance. She knows them so well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I almost feel bad for the chimps. Maybe the reason why she's doing this, maybe this is actually an altruistic thing that she's doing for the chimps. Yeah. Where she's trying to aggress them into to evolving. Force them into evolving to catch up with humanity. Mm-hmm. It's just like when you're that's why they don't let you feed the animals at the animal sanctuaries and like bears in the wild and stuff like that. Because they get they get docile, they don't realize that human beings are just one step away from devouring them entirely. Which is why they sell they, they tell you if you're in the wild and you see a bear in the bear sanctuary, throw a stick at it, and hit it. You need to hit it and yell at it as hard as you can. Stab it with your with your hunting knife, just to let it know that humans are nothing to be trifled with. Right, yeah, because we don't, we, God, we do not need bears getting to know humans. That's the last thing we need. Yeah. Just take a page from Jane Goodall's book and just attack, attack every <laughs> animal. <good> book. <laughs> Be as aggressive as you possibly can towards every animal. It's for their own good. Well, this episode is dedicated to Jane Goodall. <laughs> Rest in peace. Is she, wait, is she it's dead? It's all for Jane Goodall. Oh, yeah, she's dead. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure she was eaten by chimpanzees. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't say these things, Ryan. She's definitely I gotta still see if Jane alive. Goodall's alive or not. Jane Goodall, 
Okay, she's got a born very on, on Wikipedia. She's got born. She does not have very dead. alive. Borneo. She's she is alive. Oh well, she's probably off in Borneo eating chimpanzees as we speak. Well, the thing is, yeah, the, the, like that's a very healthy meat to eat. You're gonna live a mm-hmm. long time eating chimp meat. Very lean. <laughs> very lean. God. She's got those. She's got those dark chimp hunting eyes. I'm looking at a picture oh, right now. God. I could almost see the, the the cries and terror of all the chimps used to burn. <laughs> I could see them screaming behind her eyes. All the souls of the chimps she's consumed. Oh, man. Well, that's the world. Apologies to Jane Goodall. To the Jane Goodall yeah. estate. Yeah. Unless it's true that she does eat chimps, then... How do we know? How do we fucking know? How would we know? What goes on in that jungle? You know, it was just her alone in there for so many years. How else to establish your dominance with the chimps other than eating them? <laughs> yeah, no shit. If you're going to survive a <laughs> chimp tribe, you got to eat a chimp. you got to eat at least one chimp. Uh, you got to get in on their fucking pack warfare. I've seen chimp war is nuts, dude. They eat other chimps. <laughs> dude, chimps do eat chimps. They chimps do, eat chimps. Dude. That's Seriously. I just, I, I, love the, I love the image of a new person arriving to hang out with Jane Goodall and learn about <laughs> chimps and she's like, alright, the first thing you gotta do, you gotta eat this chimp. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the first day of prison. You gotta pick the biggest, gotta, strongest chimp and you gotta eat that chimp. Fucking eat him. <laughs> Jane Goodall just looks you right now. She's like, "You got to eat this chimp. It's the only." And you got to make sure. You got to make sure there's an you audience. Gotta prove your People, dominance. Eat the chimp. The other chimps. The other chimps have to watch you eat that chimp. <laughs> you find the biggest, baddest chimp you can. You fucking you fuck. eat him. So, what were you doing in the jungle with Jane Goodall? <laughs> I don't like to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's dark times. Chimps are not what you think. They're not like in the movies. <laughs> That Racer X movie was total bullshit. Chimps. They're far more delicious than you thought in the than you thought they were in the movies. <laughs> can't, can't get the taste out of my mouth. Well, that's a world. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us, uh, Slander Jane Goodall's good name. <laughs> and, um, yeah, thanks to everybody that submitted ideas. Tosser's Delight, Starbeard Boy, 12-Time Tony, Chef Tar- Robert Irvine. <laughs> I would like to thank Belafonte for the use of our theme song, Bastion, off their EP Prime Meridian, which can now be found on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, I hope they don't like Jane Goodall. <laughs> Who does? It's the chimp-eating bastard. Um, check us out on Reddit, on our subreddit, Disposable Worlds, and look at uh, <laughs> look at our webpage. Uh, look at our website, Uh radbotproductions.com look at it I dare you <laughs> look at it it's all it's there we have um, you can check out what we're working on uh, our other projects and listen to episodes of our podcasts um, subscribe to us on iTunes uh, Apple Tunes Google Tunes and all the other tunes that you can subscribe to cartoons Looney Tunes why not uh, until next time this is Disposable Worlds <laughs> <laughs>